This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Large number of people say they're not giving out candy for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a, they did a poll. Not a huge 1,000 people, but 52% of the people said they won't be handing out Halloween candy at all this year. What? One in four blamed inflation and, you know, price of everything going up and their wages going down. Uh, and that's the reason why they're not... Uh, giving out candy this year, inflation, so on and so forth. But other people said... I bet they'll be taking the candy, though. Oh. (laughs) Communism. (laughs) Another 23% said they didn't celebrate Halloween at all. 23% of people. All right. I know there's some religions that don't like it. You know, I think it's like the devil's work or something like that, so they wouldn't celebrate it. But 23% seems seems awfully high. Uh, And then 12% of people said that they uh, don't hand out candy candy for health and safety concerns. So, you know, don't like the sugar or don't like the idea of kids walking around at night. Yeah, especially with what we just went through. I can see older people being like, I'll put the bowl out front so I don't have to interact with all the little snot-nosed punks in my neighborhood. (laughs) Sure, then just say that in the poll. You know, Keep there's no need to lie. Stay away from me. You don't, yeah. Stay away from me, gross germs, ew. <laughs> but that would be weird. 52% of people, if, if it's even close to that, if you're walking around the neighborhood and like 40% of the house's lights, or lights are off. That would be low for my neighborhood. I would estimate, Jim, around 80% of people participate in giving out candy in our neighborhood. Hmm. That still seems low. You know what I mean? Like I, would figure, I figured it would be like... 95% of people would be giving out candy. Maybe 8 in 10 houses. Yeah, that's what I'd say. 80%. Hmm. Sometimes you just see the, the lights aren't on. Maybe they would give out candy if you knocked on the door, but their house doesn't look inviting. So you're on it. You know, you got to keep moving. You got to pick your spots. Yeah, there's no point wasting time on a place that doesn't have decorations or lights on because mm-hmm. then you're standing there, you knock once. Uh-huh. This is prime candy collecting time that you're, <laughs> you're leaving up in the air. Yeah, you don't want to be waiting around. To, is it too uh, early to ring the doorbell again? No. Are you uh, giving out candy? Yeah, every year. But one year, nobody came. But I think the last, I can't even remember last year, actually. But usually, you know, on average, I would say eight kids come, you know, right. and then I eat the rest of it. Well, if this poll is any indication, you might have to work a little harder this year, kids, for your candy. <laughs> Get a few more steps in there on your on your smartwatch. 52% of people saying they're not giving out trick-or-treat candy. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We've got Boss Brad joining us in the studio. Hey, Brad. Morning, boys. How are you feeling? Uh, how many days out are we from your, your boxing match? Ooh, would it be the 24th now? So 7 plus 9, 16 days. 16 days. 16, 16 hmm. days. So if, you, if you weren't listening last week, you didn't hear Brad in here talking about this fundraiser he's involved in in London. It's called Fight to End Homelessness, and he's uh, fighting a baker. <laughs> he works at the bakery, but it's just gonna, different gonna members. Take him down a notch when you say it like that. <laughs> so going to fight a neighborhood hey, friendly Jim, guy. Once the baker goes down, then comes the candlestick maker and the butcher. <laughs> at the end, I got them both. <laughs> the uh, the premise of this is people from the community getting in the ring, having some fun, fighting each other for. Our entertainment, and then uh, raising some money to <laughs> yeah, fight homelessness. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's a cool event. Anyways, Brad was told he needs to lose a considerable amount of weight. Uh, uh, 
To get what? You were. And you have. Yeah. You're down 40? I'm down 50 now. Down oh, 50 pounds, but you, you've got another 15 to go before the fight. Uh, less than 15. i got to weigh in today at uh, at noon and then uh, another nice workout. Like I'm at, I'm at the point now where, where I'm I'm working out with a garbage bag, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Have you, you ever really done that are. before? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. God, that's, how, that's part one way to one way to cut weight is you... you just sweating. Do they tape it yeah. to you? No, no. You, you take the, you know, you hold it upside down, and then you, basically you make it into a tank top. You sure. Cut, yeah. you cut out arms, then you cut out a... And Cheap guy poncho at a concert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't imagine how much I'd sweat in one of those, because I sweat uh, like crazy in a normal t-shirt. It, it's ridiculous, and it kind of holds the sweat, too. So the yeah. moment you oh, sit gross. down, it's like a sliding around. <laughs> I just wanted to give you uh, some credit here, a kudos. Because we were out on the weekend, Brad and I, and, and your girlfriend Rachel, and my wife Uliana, we were all sitting around at a bar, and uh, Brad was drinking his clear alcohol because he's off the beers, mm-hmm. and uh, some food came out, some tasty nachos. Mm-hmm. Good looking nachos, too, Jim. Oh, man, yeah. they were oh, incredible. Yeah. That's They're the incredible. easiest thing to subconsciously, like you're not even paying attention, your hand will go over and start eating them. Well, I saw it happen. I saw Brad grab a nacho, and I was going to say something like, hey, <laughs> bud, I thought, are you trying to cut weight? But I, I was thought to myself, he's a grown man. <laughs> he can make his own decisions. But then I saw Brad get a, a fork and scrape the toppings off of mm. the nachos onto the plate discard the chip and just eat the fixins and trimmings. Sure, like the green pepper or whatever was on <laughs> Yeah, there. a little jalapeno, some chicken, and some cheese. You wanted a little flavor. Just a little bit. But and you didn't want the carbs. That's right. I got the vegetables, I got the dairy, and then that's it. That is Good self-control. That's, that's great. It's amazing how much less you eat, too, when you actually like kind of have to work at something to do it. Mm. Sure, you know, it's so kind of like shoveling it in. Yeah, it's like eating with chopsticks. Slows you down. Yeah, slows you down. You, you, don't, you, know, you don't eat as much. And, you know, I maybe had, what, five chips on my plate? Yeah, five yeah, yeah. five chips that you didn't eat. Yeah. And, but the weird thing was you did ask if anyone wanted the chips. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got the reverse diet of you? Yeah. yeah here, here, wait, wait, you, you I want eat the chips? only carbs and salt. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, uh, that was pretty cool that you did that, and I think you will reach your goal here. And we have posted on the Taz and Jim Facebook page all the details about your fight if people want to make a donation. Uh, to end homelessness. Hey, thanks to you guys last week too. I have. I'm now. I'm gonna. I'm gonna increase my goal now because I've already hit my hundred percent. Oh, oh Way sweet. To go. Yeah. So, Kudos to the Taz and Jim listeners for yeah. helping you out. So I'm gonna. You know, we've got a couple weeks left here, so I'm gonna increase the goal and uh, and and get a little bit more for this thing. Okay. There's one other thing. Quickly, we'll bring it up because I'm gonna tie it into <laughs> what's going on today out there. Uh, the mayor of London was at the event that Brad and I were at on the weekend. Imagine Van Gogh, the opening of the exhibit at 100 Kellogg. And uh, Mayor Ed Holder, the mayor of London, said what to you, Brad? You were just, you were bouncing after his he said this. final proclamation as mayor. Brad Gibb, you are a handsome man. Quote, <laughs> quote, Mayor Ed Holder. Well, and then he took off his mayor hat and like sash, and that was the last thing he said. You're a handsome Brad man. Gibb is a handsome Dropped man. Dropped the mic, walked out of the room. <laughs> hmm. That's it. Was it sarcastic? No, it was, I, well, felt, I felt it was heartfelt. I'm not saying he's he's definitely not lying. You're a good-looking man. It just seems very random for him to say that. I will say this. Ed Holder, thank you for your service. You know, both in Ottawa and in London. 
Ed's no oil painting himself. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. No, so he think. can't tell? <laughs> so he can't have an opinion? I, I think I think he was saying you're a handsome man like me. Hey. <laughs> he, he, he had his glasses on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. His reading glasses. Now, have you you've met the mayor of Hamilton, Fred Eisenberger, oh, who's who's also going to be done yeah, as mayor? I we, I ran into him at uh, at a restaurant in uh, in Hamilton at the uh, bread bar. I was having breakfast, and it was during Country Music Week a couple years ago. And he came by. One of the guys at her table won an award. He was at the same dinner. Came over. And recognized him, and and you know, and started chatting us up. He didn't and, say you were handsome. He just said Brad Gibb is keeping it tight. <laughs> Hamilton handsome, um, but uh, <laughs> and and I, I loved Fred. I thought he was just like kind of a no nonsense kind of guy. I really got a really nice impression of him. It's too bad that he's uh, he's going to step down, and we'll have a new mayor in Hamilton. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird, eh? We're on the air in Hamilton and London, and. Fred and Ed. <laughs> yeah, wait till you meet Doug Ford. <laughs> I wonder what he'll say. <laughs> Are both done as mayors of those cities. Yeah. No more Fred, no more Ed. Oh, we got to get a good uh, Hollywood, or the Hollywood name for him tomorrow. Who will it be? It's up to you. You got to get out there and vote. Polling open 10 a.m. until 8 p.m. in both London and Hamilton. If you want details, you know that uh, the Global News team is on at 900 CHML in Hamilton, 980 CFPL in London. Uh, get out there and vote, and we'll have some results for you with our friends from Global News through the day. Thanks, Brad, you handsome SOB. <laughs> Only. The story uh, coming out of the Cleveland area. There was a business in Ohio. They decided to call the cops because of some messages that were being left on their answering machine. Here is one of those messages. It's time. My son's name is It's a five grand hit on him. I don't give a where he at or what he doing or who he with. Kill that Okay. <laughs> Death threat? Sounds a little uh, a little menacing, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, cops did some investigating. They found out the guy leaving the messages, his name's uh, Desmond Ramsey, 58-year-old Cleveland man. And here's a captain with the police department explaining what was going on. It sounded like somebody was trying to hire somebody to hurt somebody, another person. He did admit that it was him on the phone, and he did try to call somebody was trying to set up actually hurting his own son. He said it was alcohol-fueled, and uh, they had an argument, and he blamed it on alcohol problems. Don't know if the judge will uh, accept that excuse, but... Uh... So, so let me get this straight. He got drunk, and then he called a hitman to kill his son? <laughs> no, was... he tried <laughs> to call a hitman to kill his son. Okay. Unfortunately, Desmond says... That he got the number off by one digit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he was leaving the voicemails Dang. on a, uh, a business answering machine. My son's name is It's a five grand hit on him. I don't give a where he at or what he doing or who he with. Kill that He's now wow. been charged with uh, attempting to commit murder. His bond is set at $500,000. He is due in court this week. 
I honestly, I wouldn't be offended if my dad hired a hitman to kill me, but I would be offended if he was only going to pay five grand for it to happen. Seems pretty reasonable, right? <laughs> I want it to be seventy-five k, hundred k at least. Like, get a good guy, like one of those guys get from the John job, Wick. The job done right, yeah. Dad. Jeez, amateur yeah. hour. I, I, I guess the moral of the story is: uh, check the number twice, dial once. <laughs> <laughs> he was off by. One number. So, uh, did the cops? Did he tell what number the cops? What number he was trying to call? Like, are the cops going to go and talk to this alleged hitman? Oh yeah, really? I mean, there's only ten <laughs> other numbers it could be. I guess, you, you right? Know, if this is if, where did he get this number from? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. uh, make sure you know the number you're dialing if you're going to be leaving messages like that on anyone's. <laughs> you shouldn't be hiring hitmen. That's true, the best way true. to stay out of trouble. And start with email. You know. <laughs> You don't want to <laughs> break the ice first. You don't want to leave any sort of record. <laughs> don't you watch Dateline NBC? No voicemails, no emails, no text messages. Wait, wait, are you trying to help the killers now, Taz? Only. In Ohio. Where did you find this story? Which one? The, the uh, BBL. Oh well. It, I saw I saw it being shared around Instagram. I don't know exactly. It wasn't the New York Times, but it was like a random story I found online. This sounds like an urban legend to me. I, I don't know if this is an actual news story. But like, the basis of it is an, a, a different urban legend. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, I've heard that one before. Yeah. This BBL uh, craze... Brazilian butt lift, by the way, if you're not familiar with yeah. the acronym. A lot of guys, a bunch of Bud Lights is what they thought. <laughs> bunch of Bud Lights? No, it's a Brazilian butt lift. So hot right now, by the way. Yeah, it's a surgery, cosmetic surgery, makes your butt look higher, I guess. <laughs> sure, lifts it, so you look Brazilian. <laughs> looks a little higher, looks a little rounder, a little yeah. plumper. Um, but be careful who you go to to get your BBL. A really good friend of mine, she had a BBL. She had a BBL, and let's just say, now she's walking around with one kidney. <laughs> Ooh, sounds official. Let's just say she's walking around with one kidney. Okay. So according to this uh, YouTube channel, uh huh. this is the old friend of a friend, the, uh, the YouTube channel claiming that things went horribly wrong when a woman returned from a trip abroad to get a Brazilian butt lift. She goes to DR, right? She gets the surgery done. She had lipo and she had a tummy tuck. And then she has a physical, right? But since then, she was complaining. She was complaining of just body aches, headaches, you know, just feeling really heavy all the time. So she went to the doctor and the doctor tells her, hey, we just got your blood results. Why is your kidney count low? So then the doctor says, have you had any surgeries? Have you had any surgeries in in the last year yes i've had tummy talk i've had bbl all of these things so she has a cat scans on and during a cat scan it shows up it shows up she only has one kidney you don't find this believable <laughs> did she wake up in a tub of ice <laughs> yeah she was at a hostel you know how it goes I don't know, man. I'm trying to... So the, the, it was published in Yahoo News, not a reputable news source necessarily, uh, but I think they're posting it as a woman claims that her friend had her kidney stolen. Yeah. But I have heard, you know, that people do fly to get the cheap procedures done overseas. Whatever. This was yeah, Dominican this Republic. Dominican Republic, according to this lady, is where this went down. Uh, I, I guess if they're already in there rooting around... 
what's to stop them from grabbing a kidney and throwing it in a cooler? Sure, but I mean, I don't know where your kidneys are located, but that's a completely different surgery than your butt, right? Like, so if you have a scar well, you'd, on you'd your tummy... To, you'd have to wear a longer glove and you'd reach up there and <laughs> grab it and pull it out. Yeah, like sometimes to get to your heart, they go through your thigh or something. Yeah, maybe. You, you could get to it. <laughs> I don't Somehow. know. Maybe, maybe... This uh, YouTuber Maybe. goes on here. Oh, okay. So down in DR, this botch, organ-selling doctor, took one of her kidneys. She thought she was getting the steal of her life. She was like, 3500 for all that? Yeah, sign me up. Little did she know that the doctor was actually selling her kidney. I don't know how much kidneys go on the black market, but I know it's way more than 3500 Yeah. You'd think. You'd hope. How much does a kidney go on for black market? <laughs> kidney worth black market? What would you guess? $50,000? I don't know. If it's 50000 guess what might be going on Kijiji later today? Uh, you, can, you can get 1000 to 10000 for your kidney if you want to sell it. How much are organs worth on the black market? 10000 bucks, I guess? It's hmm. not bad. Not worth it for me. I'll no. keep it. Yeah. yeah, I'll keep my saggy ass and my... Uh, <laughs> My, my two kidneys, thank half you. Useless kidneys. Mm-hmm. I believe it. I don't know. I, I you never know. This also could be now I know I already talked about a conspiracy theory this morning, but if people are flying overseas to get these procedures done and people are losing money in America, maybe you would try to get one of these stories going ah, to warn people. So you think this is the Brazilian butt lift doctors in the United States spreading rumors about getting surgeries in other countries <laughs> to keep the Brazilian <laughs> butt lifts on home soil. Who knows? I mean, the most logical answer is this person's just getting attention in TikTok views. Let's be serious. Yeah. That's likely what it is is but you never know my friend <laughs> has a friend whose friend got a brazilian butt lift uh-huh. and the doctor stole her kidney this is the taz and jim podcast uh, looks like we may have a little confirmation on something that we suspected here jim yeah pete davidson uh-huh everyone keeps wondering why he's getting the uh uh, the A-list celebrity women fawning all over him. And we've heard some people say it's because he has such a vulnerable side. He's you so know? sensitive. He's a sensitive man. Mm-hmm. He's vulnerable. Uh, others, you know, you can't underestimate the value of a sense of humor in mm-hmm. a relationship. He makes me laugh. He's funny. Well, apparently, according to a podcast called The Brilliant Idiots, Featuring Charlemagne the God, who is a, uh, a big radio host, podcaster down in the United States. Um, he's buddies with Kanye West. And on this podcast, he said Kanye was really ticked off one time and yelled to him, quote, my wife is out here effing a white boy with a 10-inch penis and you won't help me. <laughs> what a statement. Well, because we heard about this. We all heard about the B, Big D energy that when yeah. he was dating Ariana Grande that she talked about. Why would she lie about that? I don't know. But I remember... It, the- sa- it sounds like if they got married, Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson, he would have been taking her last name. <laughs> Very fitting. I Pete of- Grande. Yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> because his penis yeah, is Yeah, like big. Starbucks. No, I understand. <laughs> but... He does. It, he did like a stand-up bit, and I guess I, you never should believe him because it's it's not funny to go on stage and say I have a huge wang, but it is funny to go on stage because he said I don't have a big um, a big piece. Now 
everybody says, hey, Ariana Grande did you a big favor. But now when I go and date girls, they're really disappointed. That was his stand-up bit. Oh. But that sounds like a lie then if that this 10-inch thing is true. Well, you, how would Kanye know? Would be the question. Is Kanye just assuming like the rest of us? Yeah. Or is Kim trying to get under his skin and then like left some notes around or <laughs> left her diary open, you know, somewhere? A box of magnums. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Interesting. But, but you, I agree with, uh, with Pete Davidson in terms of that strategy. You, you always want your partner to be pleasantly surprised so you don't want the bar set too high yeah if you go yeah. around say saying it's huge even if it's even big, if it is yeah like you're always going to be expecting it to be bigger than yeah it is. yeah like tommy lee you see it and yeah it's big but you know the legend is bigger than what it actually is right yeah i always describe mine as a button on a fur coat <laughs> And then the ladies are like, this is actually three buttons. Yeah, hey, it's not as bad as you let on. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. And it was a big weekend for the Philadelphia Phillies and their Canadian manager from the Taz and Jim listening area, Rob Thompson. Suarez fires. Pop fly. Right field. Segura's out. Castellanos on. And the Philadelphia Phillies are going to the World Series. What a moment. Phillies are going to be facing the Astros, who aren't allowed to use their garbage can anymore, <laughs> thank goodness. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk sports with Devin Peacock, our sports guy, in about half an hour here on the show, get more details on that matchup. I do feel bad for Padres fans. San Diego Padres fans, they seem very confident that they were going to beat the Phillies. Philly going down <laughs> to yellow and brown. That's what's in. <laughs> Padres on the loose. Let's go, Goose. That's what's in. <laughs> These guys. Bryce gonna lose, and Manny's gonna cruise. cruise. <laughs> That's what's in. I love every time. It's Give so bad. Philly no slack and send them back. <laughs> That's what's in. Yeah, if you didn't listen to the show last week, those are some middle-aged men. Uh, Padres fans who went viral after they had an appearance on live TV singing their super cool rap song. Way to go to pump up the fellas. <laughs> Good job, guys. You know, it's, I think it's just one or two beats off of the diarrhea song. <laughs> Anytime you say that something's going down to yellow and brown, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. You actually, your first reaction is to say diarrhea. Diarrhea. <laughs> Philly going down to yellow and brown. Diarrhea. (laughs) Diarrhea. Classic. Because even those guys, guys, yeah, Barstool Sports just tweeted that video again. I can't get enough of it. These guys uh, can't either. They go, NLCS was over when this hit dropped. (laughs) Truly took the wind out of the sails of all the fans for the Padres. I uh, would be concerned about those guys. Terrible thing to go viral, eh? Especially well, if you're a diehard fan. If they won, they would be heroes. Sure. Right? If they ended up winning the World Series, everyone would be like, yeah, you made that awesome song. It's now... And it would be embraced. But mm-hmm. now that they lost, there are going to be people who put the blame on these uh, these middle-age hip-hop dads. <laughs> Maybe they'll be heroes in Philly, though. You know, maybe they might have accepted. To move. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for all you've done for us. <laughs> That's what. And are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Let's talk World Series baseball with our sports guy Devin Peacock. Dev, 
Who are the two teams that are going to be playing for the pennant? Just like everyone predicted, Houston and Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> Houston probably was uh, a team people would have uh, put uh, some money down on. Philadelphia is the surprise. They fired their manager, Joe Girardi, during the season. They're now led by a Canadian, uh, which is kind of cool, uh, Rob Thompson from Corona. Yeah. And first time we've had a Canadian manager uh, in the World Series like this. He so was with the Yankees for, for a long time, right? He's, he's been a long time, you know, assistant coach for Joe Girardi. He was with the Yankees, as you said, when Girardi was the manager. And after Girardi became a manager in Philadelphia, he really gave uh, Thompson, like, the bench coach spot as uh, a big role for him. So that's kind of cool. Uh, but the Philadelphia Phillies here, no one saw them making the World Series. They are going to be, I think, the people's favorite. The Houston Astros have not lost a game so far in the playoffs. They swept Mm. the Seattle Mariners. They swept the New York Yankees. And I would be surprised if they don't win the World Series. Not saying they're going to sweep, but I think they're going to win. I saw in Philadelphia that the city workers have already started greasing the light (laughs) posts. Just in case... After what happened when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, they want to make sure people are slipping and sliding instead of getting ripping down those things. Well, they were climbing the light poles already over the weekend, so I don't know. <laughs> they're they're going to have to like really maybe double up on that grease because uh... they're using Crisco, Crisco oil. That's what they're using. When does the World Series get underway? It's actually, I thought it would have started sooner than this, but it's supposed to start on Friday. So that is, I mean, good news for both teams, really. But if I were the Philadelphia Phillies, I'd want to get this going right now. So you have all week to set your uh, pitching rotations. Starts Friday. It'll be done in about a week. So early November, if it goes the full seven. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We're going to have some Tie Cats playoff football. Yeah, baby. We them Tiger Cats. We them, we them Tiger Cats. We them what? Tiger Cats. We them, we them Tiger yeah, Cats. nobody hitting harder. Yeah. Keep your Ryan, our Hamilton producer, is a Tie Cats super fan. Ryan, how was the game at Tim Hortons Field on Friday? It was a really good game. It was a close one. Uh, came down to a field goal right at the end there. Ticats mm. managed to pull off the win, though. Shout out to our pal, our new friend, Seth Small. He was the uh, player of the game. He was putting them through, as us kickers like to refer to it, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> now, we were training with them we earlier. Were just training. Last week. We don't want to take full Keeping credit. We no, don't want to take credit for the, uh, for the victory, but... What a coincidence. Yeah, we hmm. were out there kicking field goals, goals with Seth and, and Mike from the team last week. Did you see our video that ran on the big screen, Ryan? You know, I actually ended up missing it. You mm. stop drinking so much, dude. You got a problem. It was a Friday night. <laughs> how was uh, how was pops? Your dad pretty excited? Oh yeah, absolutely. And uh, being able to you know finish off last game at Tim Hortons Field this year with a win, uh, it felt great. Yeah, and then who had to lose? Who lost? Uh, that was Ottawa. Ottawa. No, but who had to lose on the weekend to Edmonton? Was it oh, Saskatchewan? That was Saskatchewan. Mm. Yeah, Saskatchewan lost. Ticats won, mm. and that was the clinch for a playoff spot. Yeah. So now uh, Ticats, they have one more week of the regular season. They're going to be in Ottawa on Saturday. 
And then the playoffs are going to be kicking off the next week. So it's Ticats versus Alouettes in the Eastern semifinals. That's going to be November 6th at 1 p.m. Okay. Awesome. Mark it on your calendar. Kudos to the team. Ryan, very disappointed in you that you didn't see uh, the video of Jim and I kicking (laughs) field goals. But... Every time that video has aired at Tim Horton's Field, the Ticats have won. Oh, I like our streak. <laughs> That's true. Yes. It's only been once, <laughs> but they won. Mm-hmm. So I guess we should keep doing these videos. They're fun as well. We'll, uh, we'll actually be posting the, uh, the field goal kicking experience with Seth Small and Mike Damagala on the uh, Taz and Jim social media feeds in the coming days. But kudos to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Playoff bound, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Stonely Crop Championships. Thursday. It's the Stonely Crop final. We've been getting ready for this for... About a month now, had a ton of entries come in mm-hmm. through the Taz and Jim Facebook page. Even saw a few last-minute ones on Friday, Jim. Oh, yeah. People were waiting until those plants were as big and bushy as they could get. <laughs> Great strategy. Before they sent their pictures in. Are you liking the uh, the entries this year? Do you think we've seen a, an increase in quality, in, in size in these plants over the past couple of years? I really think we have. I mean, I saw some crazy big ones in the past years, but now I feel like the setups are more professional. The, yeah. the plants themselves are like in in a row, you know, they're lined up and they're kind of tucked away. Yeah. So I think everybody's kind of learning as they go here and it's just getting more professional. That's one of the things I noticed as well. You're seeing like uh, people building almost uh, like support structures for their plants, Mm -hmm. Uh, getting some ropes or twine involved to to separate branches. Those could be Home Alone booby traps. That's, I'm not sure. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, there's definitely, from my limited knowledge of growing this stuff, there's definitely some nice-looking plants there. Mm-hmm, big time. And we we now know who our celebrity judge is going to be. Mm-hmm. This is exciting. Uh, Rasta Phil <laughs> is going to be joining us. Now, if you're not familiar with the name Rasta Phil, he's basically the inspiration for the TV show Entourage, from what I understand. Yeah, he's kind of like the most interesting man in the world. This guy, he's a music producer, uh, an artist himself, but he grew up with Marky Wahlberg, Marky Mark Wahlberg, and was a confidant and his marijuana dealer back in Boston. So he's just a man. Like everybody knows him. He's like a celebrity to celebrities. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot of great stories. He knows a lot about marijuana. And he will be our celebrity judge this year. Yeah, you go to Rasta Phil's website and there's a photo gallery and it's like hit pictures of him with Every single A-list star in the world. It's crazy. John Legend, of course, Mark Wahlberg, Patrick Stewart, Anthony Hopkins. Mm -hmm. And there's Rasta Phil. (laughs) And it looks like the stars are more excited to meet Rasta Phil than Rasta Phil is to be hanging out with the stars. I think so. He's one of those guys. Yeah. So Rasta Phil, very excited. He also, from my understanding, you can't get the name Rasta without knowing a little bit 
about the Gonge. Mm-hmm. So I think he is going to be very qualified for the role. He is going to be going through our finalists and selecting our winner. Thursday, we announce the uh, the big champion of the Stanley crop here with Taz and Jim. And you can still peruse all the entries that have come in. They're up on the Taz and Jim Facebook page right now. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Got to ask the question. Is there a worse form of protest other than throwing food at paintings? <laughs> this is stupid. Somebody threw tomato soup on Van Gogh's sunflowers, like one of his yeah. most famous paintings. And the reason they did it is because uh, global warming, which is a clear direct connection, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Sunflower, sunflower seeds, sunflower oil. Paint. <laughs> I don't know. Paint? Oil paint? It's essentially just a way to get attention by doing something outrageous. Yeah. yeah. So they uh, they did that, and then they just did another one uh, over in Europe. A, a Monet got uh, some potatoes thrown all over it. <laughs> the sear- Like mashed potatoes. Runny mashed runny potatoes, mashed potatoes. thrown <laughs> against it. I don't know, dude. Like, it's like, what's the point of this? Is there a reason? Is this a good strategy if you really want people on your side? I heard a great conspiracy, you know I love them, that it was actually the oil and gas companies who hired these actors and idiots to do it. Because truly, I, I don't give them that much credit, but if you wanted to turn people against the green movement, get more people to do this nonsense. Because it just, it turns people off so completely. So, your conspiracy is the Not oil mine. and gas companies yeah. are hiring people to make the climate change protesters look bad. Yeah, that's not my theory, but I mean, some of these climate it's protesters, the real ones are just some of the stupidest people, so you never know. But it's it, that that is an option that people are talking about. All these paintings are covered in glass. Yeah, right? so you're not actually damaging anything. No, they just get a squeegee out and they get the super potatoes off of there and it's back to business. <laughs> and what about just the normal, good-hearted people who just want to eat some mashed potatoes while they walk through a museum? And now you're going to prevent that. Right. You're gonna, the security's going to be all over people. Can't enjoy a bowl of soup while walking <laughs> yeah. around the Louvre anymore. We don't ruin it for everybody. <laughs> I want to see your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Your peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Taz and Jim, we are joined by our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Hey, Dev. Hey, guys. Let's do NFL here. What were your uh, takeaways from the weekend? Well, uh, the takeaway for me really was Aaron Rodgers lost with the Green Bay Packers. Tom Brady lost with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You have these two huge names in the NFL who have dominated the league for about two decades. They're clearly on the downside here. Now, for Aaron Rodgers, I think it's more of a case of not having a ton of talent around him, but he's also getting, you know, he's around 40 at this point, so it's it's an issue. But for Tom Brady, it's also a talent issue, but it's it's not the the ending I think Tom Brady envisioned for him when he came back for one more year. Yeah, they didn't just lose. They lost to two terrible teams. Green Bay lost to Washington, and the Panthers beat the Buccaneers. The Panthers, who just traded Christian McCaffrey to San Francisco, and the Commanders, who do not have their quarterback. Carson Wentz is injured right now. This is the third straight game that the Packers have lost. All three losses have been upset 
losses. This is about as bad as it's been in Green Bay for a long time. Okay, there's the bad. What was the good? The good, and there wasn't a ton of it because this week was kind of eh, not the greatest games. The good is the New York Giants. If you are a New York football fan, the New York Giants were looking fantastic again. They're now 6-1. and one. They needed a little bit of help, a little bit of luck to beat Jacksonville yesterday, but they pulled it out. I'm a huge Brian Dayball guy, and he has the Giants on the fast track to the playoffs right now. You also have the Dallas Cowboys, who had Dak Prescott back under center for them. Uh, the NFC East... Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. You've got the Giants, you've got the Cowboys, and you've got the Philadelphia Eagles. And that is going to really go down to the wire in terms of who gets top spot in that, because that'll be huge. And you can't bring up New York and not mention the Jets, who won on the weekend. The Jets won, but they also suffered a big injury. They're running back who has been uh, turning heads this year, tore his ACL. Looks like he could be done for the season. But the Jets winning also means that the Denver Broncos lost again. Now, Russell Wilson uh, wasn't playing yesterday, but I have a perverse kind of enjoyment of the Denver Broncos just sort of <laughs> slowly imploding <laughs> no, for no reason. I don't hate well, the Broncos. I think I know the reason. I think we both know a guy who loves the Broncos. Oh, that, that's not even the reason why. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> it's just purely the fact that uh, they had this huge, big trade for Russell Wilson. I'm not a huge Russell Wilson fan, and to see it slowly just, you know, implode is kind of fun to watch. I almost took the Jets in my uh, in my survivor pool. I couldn't do it, though. <laughs> I, I had a feeling they'd win, but still, it's the Jets, you know? It's a tough one to pull the trigger on. Went with the Raiders. I'm still in it. I had this feeling that you picked the Packers on over the weekends. When I saw they lost, I thought, uh-oh. <laughs> Taz is going to be yelling at everybody on Monday. Taz might be blaming me for this, even though I didn't tell him to do it. (laughs) Thanks, Dev. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast.